This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. So the idea today is I want to um, try and talk to you about which way is it? Which way is it? Now, before we start, I think it might be an idea for us to pray this morning um, as we dig into his word. Let's see what the Lord's got to say. But let's pray that we've got open hearts, open minds, receptive to what he's got to say, that the Holy Spirit would move and that this morning lives might be changed. That's what we're here for. So let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you that we again have this opportunity to just come together as your church, that Father, we might just this morning have hearts and minds ready to hear what you've got to say to us. Lord, that you would speak through me and that Lord, we might just leave this place knowing that we've met in the presence of a living God. Lord, that you might bless us, that your Holy Spirit would move and that lives might be changed. Father, that's our prayer, that's our desire as a church, that your kingdom would increase. And Lord, we just pray too for each of us who know and love you and have put our faith and our trust in you, that Father God, again, you'll build us up today, that Father, you might ready us for the week ahead. And that Lord, as we've started in the right place, the beginning of our week, at the very foot of the cross, that Lord, that you would just strengthen us and bless us and build us up, Lord, and set us on that path that you've set out for each one of us, I pray. Lord, all of these things we ask in and through our Saviour's precious name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we live in a day and age now um, where I'm pretty sure that every one of us um, has either got a sat-nav or has come into contact with a sat-nav, or if, like me, you don't own a physical sat-nav, have an iPhone or said Um, smartphone device where you can access maps such like this now (laughs) you need to just have a look at that can everybody see this screen now this is this is from home this is where I live here this is me hello you'll see workshops over here look this is Retford itself Um, Retford Road here And who knew heaven was so close? Look at that. (laughs) Who knew? What are the chances? Now, I can assure you that you can also do the same search in your smartphone and heaven will be there. Now, I don't know what the food's like at this place called heaven. But I'm pretty sure it's not quite what I'm hoping for. But nevertheless, when I typed into my sat-nav, into my uh, Google Maps... It brought up heaven, only 19 minutes away. 20 minutes in this direction, 19 minutes in this alternative direction. There's a random route here. Or I suppose I could go all the way round. But, uh, you know, anybody else impressed? No, just me. Okay. But first of all, I wanted to say to us this morning, church, those who know and love the Lord, who put your faith and your trust in him, We've said sorry, we've repented, we've allowed the Lord to do what needs to be done, amen? Or hopefully that's the case. Then that means that our destination as Christians is absolutely, firmly, 100%, cannot be changed, fixed. That I am on my way to glory. Incredible. I don't deserve that. 
I haven't done anything to achieve that or to attain it. It is a free gift from God. That as I say sorry, that as I put my faith and my trust in him, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and the work of the cross, then my destination is completely and utterly fixed. Now, the also the truth that comes with that is that if you don't know the Lord this morning, that you have a destination in place, but it's not fixed, you have the opportunity to change it. Now, if you don't say sorry and you don't ask the Lord into your heart, if you don't go down the route that Christ has set out for us, that God has done for us in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't choose that route, then the destination is marked. But this morning, you have the opportunity to change that course, to change the route and to change the destination. Again, not because of anything that you are, but because of everything that Christ has done. But in that, with our whole lives, the destinations are marked, yet we have so many different choices to make on this destination. We know where we're going, but so many things crop up. And there are choices to make on how we get there. John 14, verse 6, Jesus is very clear when he says this. He says, Jesus answered, John 14, verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. But we have to mark that in our lives. We have to stand firm on that and know that that's our starting point. That without him, without Christ, without him and doing what he did on the cross, without us putting our faith and our trust in him, we cannot get back to God. It's impossible. Doesn't matter how fast your car is. Doesn't matter how wonderful you are as a person. Doesn't matter how much money you've got to throw at salvation. It will not help you. The only way, as Jesus has said here, the only way is through him. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. How do I get to God? Through Jesus. There is no other way. But if we don't fix that in our minds, then we can drift a little bit and think that, well, <laughs> I've been quite good. You know? My good guy, never been in trouble with the police, only ever been pulled over once. And let that be the last time. Lesson learned. But you can think, well, I've been good, I've never hurt anybody, I've never done this, I've never done that. But the Bible says that sin is sin is sin. It doesn't matter how small it is, it doesn't matter how in insignificant you might deem it, it's sin. And sin separates us from God. The Bible's really clear on that. It doesn't pull any punches. Some people say, oh, the, the Bible is full of contradictions and full of grey areas. Well, I challenge you to show me some. I, I really would. Come show me some. Because I've had a look over, well, my you know, 22 years of life. and <laughs> It might be. <laughs> So therefore, it shows that I need a saviour. Amen? <laughs> but you see, I, I've looked and, uh, and I've, I've had a bit of a study. And, you know, I, I, I don't go to say as I'm the most learned person by any stretch of the imagination. But I would 
I would welcome the challenge. Come and show me. Come and prove to me. Come and show me these things that... And I, but be open to the fact that I'll come back at you. Be open to the fact that I'll show you what I've seen and what the Lord has opened my eyes to. But I guess this morning, if you haven't heard or you haven't understood, then you're in that part of life where you sort of, well, you know, this morning Matthew's telling me that I'm a sinner and, um, and that I need Jesus. And without him, well, my destination is marked. Um, the Bible says that we're either for God or we're against him. There isn't a grey area there either. I don't dwell in this nice place where hopefully the good outweighs the bad and I drop down the good shoot, not the bad shoot. No, 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 no. We're either for God or we're against him. It's really simple and really clear. So the question is, do I believe in God? Do I believe in heaven? And you might say, well, this morning, well, yeah, I do. I don't get the whole Jesus stuff. Well, how do I possibly understand or get Jesus in any way, shape or form unless we've marked ourselves with John 14 and verse 6? That's how I get to know who Jesus is, that God sent his son, God in flesh, came down to earth to make a way where there wasn't a way. It's a really clear and simple starting point. But then also, you might say, well, what, uh, if I think about it, you know, God, mm, mm, I'm not sure. You know, I, I, it's difficult to believe something you've never seen. And the, what was it the, the young child said to the uh, atheist teacher, I've never seen your brain. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Because then you could say, well, it, I don't really know and I can't really see it. And, ooh, well, you know, I sit on the fence, but yeah, I probably don't really believe in God. But John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You see, we have to understand that God made and put the earth into motion. Science is fantastic, yet it still believes that there is something that started something. Because it's impossible for something to come from nothing. We've proven that. Something can't come from nothing. Something has to come from somewhere or someone. So we can argue about that if we really wanted to. And I'd love to spend time with somebody who's got the patience to listen to me moan on about it. <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love the opportunity and I'd welcome the opportunity for that sort of debate. But also I know this morning that by very nature of us being a church and that you have to come in through these doors, that most of us know Jesus as our saviour. Most of us have given our lives to him and, and our destination, as we've said, is now fixed as heaven. Heaven is our home. Hebrews chapter uh, 11 and verse 8 through 10. Um, these were, when, when the Lord opened my eyes to these verses a number of years ago now, um, I was sort of blown away by them. And they, they don't lose their magnitude. Um, Hebrews chapter 11 um, and verse 8, and it's talking about Abraham. It's an incredible chapter, the faith chapter, the hall of fame, if you like. Um, but by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Now that's faith. But listen to this, verse 9. 
By faith, he made his home in the promised land. Like a stranger in a foreign country, he lived in tents. Even though this was the promised land, even though this is where God had sent him, even though God had said, this place is for you, Gainsborough is for you, this church is for you, we don't set up as though we're here forever. Abraham, in his knowledge and his understanding, verse 10, for he was looking forward to a city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. You see, Abraham realized that even though he's in the promised land, even though that's what God said, this is the place for you, he wasn't staying there forever. It was part of the route. It was his onward journey. And his final place was eternity in heaven with God. And it's exactly the same for us. Just turn over a few pages to 13, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 14. And again, the writer of Hebrews here just illuminates the path for you and me. For here, we do not have an enduring city, but are looking for the city that is to come. We're not here for the long haul. In fact, far be it from that. Because the truth is that whatever it might be, 80, 90, 100, as science might take on some of the youngsters uh, with us, 130, 140 years. The Bible tells me that this is, well, you might be able to tell, it's dropping to pieces. You know, I wake up with the old sore shoulder. I had to laugh at my wife the other morning. She said to me, she said, we can't sleep with the window open again. My shoulder's really stiff. I was like... Somebody's in the 30s. <laughs> of course, she's not. I meant me. She's, well, she's only in her early 20s. <clears throat> but you see, the journey is marked. But it's marked with options and choices. It's marked with options and choices, even detours. And if, um, if you just pop that uh, image back up again for me, guys, you'll see that we've got chances to take a different route. The destination's the same. But here, just typing it into the sat-nav, it's given me three options. They all go to the same place. And I don't know whether you've ever been on that journey when all of a sudden it tells you that there is traffic or a road closure or something ahead. And it says to you, take this detour and save three minutes. Oh, just me. Cool. Seriously, get an up-to-date sat-nav, people. It says to you, should you be less educated, okay, it says, it says to you, take this detour and you'll save three minutes. So I'm like, hmm, cheeky. Nobody knows about this, do they? So off I go on the detour, only to realize that there are 30 other thousand people that have taken this cheeky detour and it's put me 30 minutes behind. Very disappointing. But the, the, the chances for us to take different routes and different avenues and different paths lead to us to make choices. Now, the, tr the question really today is, what choice do I make? How do I know, and we've said this before, how do I know what the Lord's will is for my life? As a, as a Christian, um, uh, walking on with the Lord, I make mistakes, I do things wrong, I have to say sorry very regularly. Um, you're all the same, so don't judge me. I saw you all look at me then as if to say, hmm, should we be listening to this guy? <laughs> yes, I am a sinner saved by grace. That's the only reason you should be listening to me. <laughs> but as we do that, there are also chances for us to step into what God has called us to do. So many different things that can come up into our lives. So many different paths and directions. 
But also, there are things that come into our life that aren't fixed. Things that sort of just happen. Like a job loss. Like a family member who becomes ill. Like, I guess, um, maybe a feud with somebody that, that you had no real parting, yet it seems to have gone in a disastrous route. And so many different things can change our direction without us knowing it. And then when we take a step back, because we can get caught up in the whirlwind of it, we take a step back and we go, this was not the path that I was on. Everything's changed. Everything's changed. It hasn't. The destination is still exactly the same. You see, because the Bible tells me that once we are his, we are always his. He says, never will I leave you nor forsake you. Once I am a child of God, I am always a child of God. So therefore, I can be firm in the knowledge and understanding that I am on my way to glory, but something has come in that has knocked me off my perch, and now I have to work out, Lord, what am I to do? Which direction do I go in? And sometimes it takes an hour to realize that, and church, let's not be um, blinded by it, that life is life, and sometimes it can take years before we realize and we find ourselves like Israel, wandering around in the desert because there's lessons to learn. And we're like, Lord, I don't know what's happening here, but I don't see any signposts that seem to be going where I'm uh, expecting them to go. And I don't get what's going off. The detour option arrives as we've opened up our eyes. And then we have to select the right option. Is it good or is it bad? And I don't know um, whether you've come to this realization yet, but um, I never know. Off my own back, I do not know. I don't know whether it's right or wrong. I always try to do the right thing. But I also know that deep down in there is this sinful man who, who has his own interests at heart and his own desires and his own motives. And I can easily do something that looks good and everybody's like, oh, what a guy. But really it's got hidden motives and hidden desires. Now again, I feel like you're judging me a little bit. <laughs> but, but isn't that the case? Just by the very nature of us being human beings. So I don't know. But there is good news. Because God does know. He does know what direction we need to go in. He does know what road we need to take. He does know what path we need to be on. But we have to be asking. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. If you've got your Bibles, if not, it will be on the screen. You've probably got it before I have because I forgot to put a label in it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. And, and if you're an underliner or a highlighter in your Bible, or if you write notes and you want to uh, remember something today, this is the one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. You see, the writer here in Proverbs is saying from experience, don't trust in your own self because in your own self you'll fail. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, 
but lean on what God knows and his vast knowledge. You imagine that. And, and I guess that's the thing for us. If we were sat with the encyclopedia in an exam on how, I don't know, how the human brain sends signals from left to right, and we were sat with the book that gives that knowledge, but we didn't look, it, it seems bizarre. Why wouldn't you have a look? The book's there for you to look at. It's not cheating. Have a look. Yet we can be sat in the knowledge that we have the God who loves us and cares for us, the God who is the Alpha and the Omega, the God who is the beginning and the end, who knit us together in our mother's womb, and we don't talk to him about it. We keep it to ourselves, and we think, I can, I've got this. The Bible says to us, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight you see if we want to select the right route then we have to bring it to god we have to be in communication with god we have to listen to god to listen to his word and we have to trust that he does know that's the key isn't it to trust that he does know that's faith being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Again, the writer of Hebrews there. We have to trust that God has it all in hand. The verses in Proverbs say that he will make your path straight. Not he might do. Not he could do. There's a 50-50 chance. Not it's edging towards 60-40. No, he will make your path straight. Again, underline the will because you can miss it when you read it. He will make your path straight. How does he make our path straight? The, the formula is simple. First, we have to trust him, and then we have to put him first. We have to trust him, and we have to put him first. And I won't ask you how difficult it is to put God first, because you're number one, aren't you? It sounds brutal, doesn't it? But that's the truth. We have to be so careful that we don't put our own motives and priorities first. And the only way that we do that is we come to the Lord with the decisions that we have to make. Even the very smallest of things. Even the things that we think God won't bother about. He absolutely does care. Sometimes, as we read through Scripture, God will even redirect things that seem good and that seem right. In Acts chapter 16, verse 6 through 8, um, Paul tells us of how the Holy Spirit told him not to go to a place, told him to go somewhere else, kept him away from an area, and told him to go elsewhere. And we can sometimes think that we're on, we're just, let's just keep pushing forward, and we've got this, and we know what we're doing, this is definitely the path. And if we're not in communication, even when we believe we're doing the right thing, if we're not in communication with God, we can miss those signs and those signals where God says, I, I don't want you there. That's not going to happen. So it's important that we're tuned in and we're listening. And we emphasize so often at Hope Church that our communication and our time with God is so important. But the truth is it is so important. Not just important, it is the most important thing. We think that the most important thing is that I get up tomorrow, go to work, I earn the money so that we can put food on the table. Do I believe that God would have it even if that couldn't happen? That's the question. That's the question in your own life. 
That's the question in my life. Is God able to do what needs to be done even when it doesn't seem like it's possible? The Bible tells me he's the God of the impossible, but I have to believe it because I can read it and I can say, yes, I believe it, but I have to know it and I have to be sure of it. And you this morning, you have to be sure as well. This is our opportunity to grow in the Lord, to listen and to take on board what he's got to say to us. And as things come up and journeys change, if we're anchored and rooted in him, then the Bible tells us that he has got it. Just turn over a few pages to Proverbs 16 and verse 9. I love this one as well. Because it takes a bit of pressure off me. (laughs) And it takes a bit of pressure off you as well. Because it says here, In his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. In his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. It's exactly the same for you as well, ladies. I've just got the the older NIV instead of the new NIV. NIV. So uh, it's... um, It's directed at blokes. (laughs) Don't think it's not directed at you as well. In our hearts, we make plans. But it's the Lord that determines our steps. And that this morning is really where we're going to come into land. And we have an opportunity this morning to take all of this on board this morning. Or we have an opportunity to go, well, it was just another message, it is what it is, it probably wasn't for me, somebody in there must have got it. Or you could say, well, Lord, is there something that I need to learn from this? Is there something that I'm missing? Is there something that I'm not quite anchoring in? And we have to allow the Lord to search us and to know us, as the writer of Psalms says, search me and know me. Root out all the stuff that's no good. Deal with it, Lord. Isn't that what we want? Sometimes. Don't take that bit, though, because I'm quite clingy with that bit. And you know. But let's ask the Lord now as we just close and we'll pray and then the guys will put a, a, a song on. And let's just pray and let's just ask the Lord to... To just shape us and to mould us. It's not just another Sunday. It's an opportunity to grow. It's not just another day where we've come to church just because we're fulfilling a duty. But we're coming because we want the Lord to mould us into what he wants us to be. To set us on the right path. And to learn and to grow. And to become mature. And to live our lives for him. So let's just pray. Lord, this morning... I first want to pray for those that don't yet know you as Lord and Saviour. Lord, that their hearts and their minds might be opened and that your Holy Spirit would move. And that, Father God, that they would see that they have an opportunity at life. And all they have to do is come to you. All that we had to do, Father, was say that we're sorry. And to ask you into our hearts. Father, you've made the impossible possible. 
and just a few words, just a repentant heart, Lord, puts us back into a relationship with you. And Father, for those of us this morning who know and love you, Father, may you just help us to anchor our lives in everything that you have. Father, your word tells us that you know the plans that you have for us. They're plans to prosper us and not to harm us. But two, your word tells us that we have to trust you, that we have to put you first. And then, Lord, you will make the path straight. So this morning, Lord, we ask for those straight paths. Father, this morning we ask for that wisdom that we might seek you in all that we do. And, Lord, that we might not leave this place just as another Sunday, but, Father, we would leave this place ready to learn and to grow and to change, ready for you to root out the things in our lives that need to go, And that, Father, we might become more like your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, you've blessed us beyond measure. May we not take anything for granted. And again, this morning, Lord, we just lift your name high. Father, we bring you all the glory. And we thank you, Lord God, again for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who made a way where there was no way. Bless us now as we share together over a cup of tea and a coffee and some uh, snacks, Lord, we ask. In Jesus' precious name, amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.